Good morning. For some time. Oh, it's good to see everybody here this morning. Mitch, what happened to your beard? Uh, it's wadded up and folded up in a newspaper and put it in the trash bin. I see. That's a good place for it. Thought maybe you tucked it in in the tobacco pouch there in the lower lip or something. I have no idea what I'm saying or talking about this morning. <laughs> oh, it is good to see everybody here. We come this to praise the, the Lord and worship. Board, right? This is what? This is the old right? Yeah, you're right. Somebody take him out of here. Oh, happy Father's Day. Everybody qualifies as a guest recipient on Father's Day because if you aren't a father, at least you had one, so it all counts. Anybody have any uh, any announcements this morning that uh, we need to be be aware of? How did the old settlers go, Mike? Uh, it, was, it was down. Down? Hmm? Yeah. Rain will do that. Well, but, uh, <laughs> well, at least he got it out. He got it out of its system. Maybe it'll uh, be good for the next fish fry. Right, Jim, may I help? They're welcome to. It's okay. Welcome to, and you get enough to support that. That'll be great. If not, then I'm going to be asking the church to supply the rest of it. Right. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Sheila. No class tonight, Father's Day. We decided a couple of weeks ago that uh, <clears throat> it's just going to be automatic. If uh, if it's a holiday, we'll not have the uh, Bible study class. Anybody have a birthday this week? No birthdays. What about anniversaries? You have an anniversary. Does your wife... <laughs> John and Sheila Happy anniversary to you Happy anniversary to you Happy anniversary God bless you Happy anniversary to you How many I know I just couldn't remember and how many? Okay, right. One year, two years. Boy, time sure flies. Time's flying. That's what the frog said. It said time sure funs when you're having flies. There you go. Okay, let's quit the foolishness and get on with the business of the morning. Praise the Lord. 
Let's turn to number uh, number 118, Faith of Our Fathers, for our opening hymn this morning, and in honor of Father's Day. <clears throat> Let's stand and sing. Sixty-six, sweet hour of prayer.
Brother Mitch, will you take us to the Lord in prayer, please? Sure. Our Father in God, we thank you so much for all of your many, many blessings, but especially, Lord, thank you for going to the cross and dying and paying a debt for us that we could not pay so that we could receive the gift of eternal life. Lord, you are so good to us, and we love that sweet hour of prayer the time that we can come and spend just alone with you. Lord, it's heaven on earth to come into your presence, to come boldly to the throne of grace. Lord, let us feel your presence here this morning. Bless us this morning, and let us be a blessing to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 254. Oh, how he loves you and me. Jesus to Calvary did go. 
meditation this morning. 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 Oh, by the way, happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Did you guys get, like, anything good, like, nice ties, goofy pants, or anything like that. If you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I was uh, going through some stuff, and I seen this. This is uh, about Father's Day. Yesterday morning, Americans celebrate Father's Day, a holiday that was officially established in 1924 by President Coolidge. Like many churches, we took time to honor and celebrate the gifts that our fathers, <clears throat> that our fathers are to us. Not because of the culture detects it, it, but because the fatherhood is a biblical role that God said so. <clears throat> Many of us are blessed to have their, have dads who excel, giving us encouragement, direction, care, counseling, love, support, whatever it is, they are there for us. They weren't perfect, of course, but now, now, now they're you know doubt their love. Father's Day is simply one more opportunity to express our gratefulness for the way they they laid down their lives to serve us in in countless ways. But how do you approach Father's Day? If the word father stirs up memories of tension, abandonment, abuse, or apathy, which if you ever thought words or and decisions seems to be shadow by the scars a painful upbringing. What if a single mom feels like you can only give your child half a home because their father have choose to serve himself rather than his family? Situations like these are tragic and yet always involve disobedience to God. Sorry, my phone is being acting up. Uh, disobedience to God's commandment, but right perspective on father's beginning by remembering that fatherhood is definite not by earthly examples but by God himself Paul prayers in Ephesians for this reason I bow my knees before my before the father for whom ever family in heaven and on earth is named for the believer the glorious news of the gospel is through the work of Jesus and God's spirits we, we have to enter into a relationship with Father who is infinitely, infinity better than any earthly father could ever be. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have to receive the spirit of adoption as, as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Whether the Father we think is our own or we are married to, he, he is only the finest 
image of the God, uh, I'm sorry, image of the God, who is our, our true Father. Our Heavenly Father knows every hair on our head, exception, our needs before we ask. Give us every good and perfect gift has, he has chosen for us and dearly loves us and discipline us so that we might become like his son. Most importantly, our internal father has his presence, or I'm sorry, his precious son to bear the punishment for our sins in our place so that we might enjoy pleasure at his right hand forevermore. As we consider this kind of father cares for us now, we are enabled to look at fatherhood from a different perspective we realize no earthly father will ever accurately or completely represent our Heavenly Father. We understand our Heavenly Father ordains our earthly father for his own glory and for our own ultimate good. So we can thank him for the Father's... Uh, sorry. So we can thank him for the Father he chose to give us. We recognize the our Father... Our divine Father can redeem every, redeem even the greatest sins on of any earthly fathers, and often hope for everlasting forgiveness. May you affect, may you be affected not only by Father's Day but every day by Father's constantly love for you in giving up His Son for your salvation. Let's pray. <clears throat> Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for everything you have given us. Thank you for the awesome fathers out there who are protecting, loving, and nourishing us. Lord, thank you for giving your one and only son for us to die on a cross. And we should remember that. That is the ultimate love you gave us, to be free from our sins and to, to serve you how you want us to be served. To serve. Lord, as we go our ways today, let us have safe travels to see our fathers, whether they're here or they're whipped with you. Let, let us just give you thanks for everything you've given us. In your name, pray, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's take a few minutes or a few moments just to commune with the Lord, to speak just us and him face to face. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered around the table to eat the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it, broke it, gave to each of them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And after they had eaten, he took the cup. And giving thanks, he passed it among them, said, This is 
the new covenant in my blood poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Continue our uh, praise and worship this morning. Let's turn to number 394. Just a closer walk with thee. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all Let me walk close to Thee, just a closer walk with Thee. Granted, Jesus is my Is my plea. 
May be seated, and Brother Phil Emily has the scriptures this morning. So then, just as you see Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him root and build up in him strengthens in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness Ephesians chapter 4 11 through 13 so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets and the evangelists the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works to serve so that he, the body of Christ, may be built up until we all reach unity in the, in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fulfillment of Christ. Amen. Thank you. Brother Phil, good morning. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Uh, Temperature's even nice in here. <laughs> it has been warm the last few days. Very, very warm. But if you think this is warm, <laughs> hell is a lot warmer. Happy Father's Day. We do have a, a gift for all of our men uh, that... Uh, we can pass out towards the end of the service, but uh, I hope it's something everybody can use and enjoy. But I have a message this morning that was originally by somebody else, but uh, there's no original messages anymore. <laughs> but this is uh, walking with Christ, a fresh vision for discipleship. Now, we read Colossians 2, 6, and 7, and Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. But at least for now, we want to especially focus on the first passage. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it. With thanksgiving. You know, often we ask our children, what do you want to be when you grow up? I ask Bob that all the time, speaking of children. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bob. <laughs> we, we typically get a variety of responses like a fireman, a professional athlete, uh, a teacher, a doctor, a race car driver. Or other like-minded things. But most of us change our minds at some point. <laughs> As we get older, uh, we, we, we see the reality of things. <laughs> uh, 
as we get older. But those answers change over the years, and we probably end up doing something totally different than we ever thought we would. I know I did. I never planned to go in the Navy, but until it was time to go. I want us to reflect this morning, not on the first part of that question, what do you want to be, but when you grow up, that's what we want to think about this morning is when you grow up. In the New Testament, the word disciple means uh, a learner or a follower or one who is taught is the technical uh, explanation. But one a disciple is one who walks with Christ, who grows in his or her relationship with Christ, just as is true in the physical world. Growth in one's spiritual life requires food and exercise. Spiritual maturity, believe it or not, is not automatic. But it is God's goal for us. You know, physically, you can't help but to grow. You're going to grow. When you eat and get your nourishment, you're going to grow. But spiritually, that doesn't happen automatically. We have to work at it. So the first thing is, walking with Christ has a beginning. And that beginning is to receive Christ Jesus as Lord. That's what it said in the first part of this text is, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord. So there's the beginning point. That's not the end. That's just the beginning point is receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior. So how do we do that? How do we believe in Christ Jesus as our Lord? How do we receive him as Christ Jesus is our Lord. We hear the message of the gospel and we respond with repentance and faith. We recognize that we are sinners. When we hear the truth of the word, it should convict us. We feel that we are dirty, that we are not clean, that we need to be cleansed of our sinfulness. Because when you come in the presence of the Holy God who is pure and perfect in every way. You know, think of it this way. There are many diamonds that are on ladies' rings and some men's rings. And when you look at them with just the naked eye, they look marvelous. But when you take that loop and you look, you find flaws. When we come into the presence of God, it's like looking through that loop. And our flaws come out, are pointed out. We need to confess them. We need to repent of them. And then we need to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. Invite him into our hearts. You can't walk with Christ until you first receive him as Lord and Savior. Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? The second thing is walking with Christ involves action. Coming to know Christ as Lord is wonderful. But it is only 
a beginning. Walking with Christ involves action. The believer's life must be lived in constant fellowship with Christ. Colossians 2.7 amplifies how this is possible. It says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. One image here is that of a tree. We only see what is above ground. We can't see the roots. But it is the root system that provides support and nourishment to the tree. We have to build spiritual roots, folks, by digging into the word, by spending time with God alone, praying, and then putting what we learn into practice. Another image in this verse is that of a building. We must build on the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. So what materials are we using to build? Well, that verse in 1 Corinthians 3 goes on to say, as you have been taught, or in Colossians, I'm sorry, as you have been taught, well, what have we been taught? Hopefully we've been taught from the scripture, and we've been taught the message that God has for everyone. You know what? Everyone has the same Bible. You may have a different version, but they all have the same message. It's all God's word. And when we read it, we all get the same message. Now, we don't all interpret it correctly sometimes, but we all get the same message. And you know, God has a way of correcting us when we get it wrong. He has a way of showing us the truth. If we are sincere, even if we're sincerely wrong... But if we're sincere, God will show us. Because being sincere, we're listening to him. We're trying to honor him. So he will show us the error of our ways. And we have to be willing to be taught. If God has provided individuals to help us learn and grow, are we taking advantage of those opportunities? Hmm. There's a thought. You will never grow physically if you don't eat and exercise. And you don't grow spiritually if you don't eat and exercise spiritually. The Word of God is the food. Exercising is putting it into practice. The third thing is walking with Christ produces results. So, what are the results of walking with Christ? One result is that we become strengthened or established in the faith. When the storms of life howl around us, we are able to hold our ground securely. Another result is that we will be abounding with thanksgiving, according to Colossians 2.7. Gratitude implies dependence. Think about that. Gratitude implies dependence. You only give thanks to somebody who's done something for you. Whether it's moral support or whatever, we're thankful to God because he helps us. Every heartbeat is a gift from God. 
Every breath that we breathe is a gift from God. Every step that we're able to take is a gift from God. So many things. When we walk with Christ, one result will be that our lives will overflow with thanksgiving. Ephesians 4.12 and 13 give us additional results of walking with Christ. It says, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Wow. So, you know, here's this picture that when we are obeying God and we are earnestly seeking his will and trying to put it into practice, we encourage other people around us to do likewise. Have you ever seen somebody that was just so joyous and so happy all the time that you just loved to be around them because it perked you up too. Well, that's the same thing. When people are walking with God, when we are walking in the presence of God all the time, people are, are attracted to that and they want what you got. And we can show them how to get it. So, when we walk with Christ, the body of Christ, the church, is built up. I want to share a little story here. It's called Both Glad and Sorry. A fable was once told about three men traveling across the desert. They encountered an old prospector who told them a few miles ahead was a dry creek bed. He told them they should gather as many rocks out of the bottom as they could, and in the morning they would be both glad and sorry. The next morning they discovered the stones had turned into diamonds, and the words of the prospector came back to them. You'll be both glad and sorry. They were glad for what they had picked up, but sorry they had not taken the time to gather even more. The fable is a picture of our life. It cost us energy, time, and discipline to mature spiritually. But in hindsight, we are sorry we didn't invest more. Are you further along in your walk with Christ today than you were when you first came to know Christ as Lord and Savior? Are you more spiritually mature than you were last year at this same time? We will all face setbacks, but at what is the trend of your life? Is it growth or stagnation? Are you growing? Remember the starting point, receiving Christ. If you know Christ, are you growing? Mm. Here's another little story I want to share. Tap into the power. 
Jim Davis tells the story of a lady who owned a small house on the seashore of Ireland at the turn of the century. She was wealthy, but frugal. When electricity was offered along the coast, some of her friends were surprised that she had it installed in her home. Several weeks later, after the installation, a meter reader came to her door and asked if her electricity was working okay. She assured him that it was. He then said, could you explain something to me? Your meter shows hardly any usage. Are you sure everything is okay? Certainly, the woman said. Each evening when the sun sets, I turn on my lights just long enough to light my candles. (laughs) Then I turn them off. (laughs) The woman had tapped into the power of electricity, but wasn't using it. Her house was connected, but her habits had not changed to draw upon that power. If you know Christ, the power of Christ has saved you. Will you now let the power of Christ transform you? Fathers, I want to take just a moment to speak to you on this Father's Day. You must first be concerned about your own spiritual maturity. Why? Because your children watches what you do more than he or she listens to what you say. Secondly, I want to challenge you to make the spiritual development and mentoring of your entire family of the highest priority in your life. It will pay off. You are the leaders of your household, and the Lord will hold you accountable for your spiritual leadership. So, dads, how are we doing? Families, are we worshiping together? Are we growing together? You know, we often think of growth, spiritual growth, as happening at the church. And it should but it should start in the home. And it needs to be reinforced in the home. How many of you can honestly say that you have a time of Bible study and a time of prayer with your family? Even your spouse. If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. Brother Bob. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 507. Are ye able, said the master. Let's stand and sing. Are ye able, said the master, to be crucified with me? Oh, them.
Amen. Matthew, come up here. Luke, come up here. Evan, come up here. These are my sons. I have a Levi's not here, but and this is my newest grandson that's making all the noise. This is Elijah. What are you doing? What are you doing? You started getting a yellow match Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Can you sing as loud as me? <laughs> oh well you guys can sit down I just wanted everybody to see my sons were here and meet my new grandson <laughs> been here for 13 years finally got three of here <laughs> oh praise the Lord you can sit down <laughs> 